what's up everybody this is Dan from the greatest story ever played and for this episode I am gonna be talking about the Life of Strange comic specifically the strings arc which is issue 9 through 12 if um, you're going chronologically or whatever by that so the strings arc though uh, I think it'd be volume 3 of the um, trade paperbacks that's how you read it but either way that's uh where we are and getting into this and i guess i'll read the description and we'll uh start talking about the issues so it says after the mysterious tristan and his own time traveling powers turn max caulfield's world upside down she's left with no choice but to tell chloe and rachel the truth about who she is and how she came back into their lives but through the transect another chloe max's chloe remains how much is Max willing to sacrifice to get back to what she lost? How far will she go to find her partner in time? So uh, to go along with that, just a little bit of a quick recap. I know that I think the last time I did an issue, any Life of Strange comic episodes was about a year ago. I know that on Anchor right now, or on the podcast, it looks like it was, you know, a few days ago. But I did originally put those on YouTube. Uh, before that, this episode, though, is fully new. This is brand new. This came out today. Um, and our brand new thoughts, and I just got caught up on the Life is Strange comic this weekend. So, uh, new stuff. So, yeah, just to kind of recap what's gone on before this. Is Max time-traveled to a reality where Chloe and Rachel are together, um, and they live in L.A., uh, and it's also fast-forwarded in time a couple years after uh, the events of Life is Strange 1, the game. I, I would say that they're maybe 21. Like, they talk about drinking wine and going to bars a little bit. So I would imagine they're 21. Or maybe they're 20 and maybe Max is 20 and Chloe's 21. Like, something like that. It's roughly their age. Also, uh, Rachel is about to go on a six-month theater tour. Um a traveling theater program across the United States. Um, Tristan can turn invisible. That's Max's new friend who also has powers, and it's kind of reinvigorated Max's powers. Max had seemingly lost her powers after making this time jump to this new world, but now they seemingly are back. And the issue begins with Max telling her story to them. I believe that's how the last issue ended. Um, because they had a crazy hijinks where they stopped a robbery um, and and someone overdosing having to do with Max's time traveling and Tristan's uh, ability to go invisible. So, uh, yeah, I guess to bring that up, we'll start with uh, Chapter 1, um, which would, I guess, be Issue 9. So I won't say that for each one, but Chapter 1. So it begins, uh, and Rachel and Chloe are processing what Max has told them about what happened in Max's timeline, you know, everything that's gone on. And Chloe is sad that Max would want to jump back into her original timeline, but also understands that that Chloe might need Max. Um, and, and you can see sort of a hurt for Chloe of, like, I wish that being friends with us was good enough, but I do get that you did have something else with that Chloe, and, you know, she doesn't deserve to be alone of those kind of things. So, you have that. Um, after this, Chloe and Matt, Max uh, catch up more about life and sort of what's going on. 
Uh, Tristan leaves to let them get time alone. Um, and Rachel goes to Paul's, which is the coffee shop they frequent. And it seems like she's feeling kind of insecure about everything that's gone on. Having learned that she was killed in her last timeline, um, or in Max's timeline, I think that kind of fucked her up. Like, why did that Rachel die, but I get to live? I, th I think that that kind of threw things off. And I would imagine there's probably some insecurity of, like, Max loves Chloe so much that she jumped into a new timeline so Chloe could, like, have a better life sort of thing. And, like, did they love each other more than I love Chloe? Like, I, I, that one a little less so, but I think there's some insecurity brewing in Rachel, which is super understandable. Um, the high seas are getting ready for their show that they're going to perform at Paul's. And Rachel and Dex talk. He's one of the, the band. Uh, he says that he loves Rachel's streams. And he affirms that Rachel's living a good life and says, you know, I've watched enough of your streams to know what you're like. Um, you're living your best life. You're, you're, you're doing the best you can. That's good. Uh, that's all you can do. You know, we, we, we can't worry about lives we're not living. We're living the ones we are. And, we, and you know, I'm fine with that. And so should you kind of thing. Um, we find out also that the high seas are actually going to be at one of the same festivals as Rachel's play. That uh, looks like in Florida they'll kind of cross paths at the same play or at the same festival, so kind of cool. They'll get to have a reunion a little in a little while. And Chloe is going on the tour with Rachel. Um, so rather than uh, being separate from each other for six months, Chloe's just going to tag along, uh, enjoy the tour too. And the issue ends with Tristan at the beach trying to use his powers, um, but it does not work. From here we go to chapter two. Um, Chloe uh, has put together a travel van for her and Rachel for the tour. So rather than having to like pay for hotels and uh, you know drive, go on airplanes and all that sort of stuff, instead they're just going to follow the tour in their van, save them some money doing that, and uh, that they'll get to spend time together, and maybe even Max will come on a trip with them. Um, but they are unsure if Max will come. Will, if Max figures out these power things, will she just, you know, jump timelines while we're gone, kind of thing, or before we go? Meanwhile, Max and Tristan are discussing how to use the powers, um, and Tristan offers Max the newspaper from the day that Max arrived, slash the day... Um, Tristan's friend was killed, which is where his powers came from, and was like, could you jump through this photo? Could that be fine? And Max says, I don't want to jump backwards in time. I, I, I don't want to do that. I don't want to have to relive things, or, you know, it feels dishonest. I don't want that. Um, I only want to be able to, you know, shift to another timeline, but it remained the same time with everyone's, like, memories intact or whatever, like that sort of thing, which makes sense. Um, Rachel accepts an award for stopping the robbery from last issue, from uh, the last arc. Um, the city's, you know, excited for her. After this, Max, Chloe, Rachel, and Tristan have lunch. They talk about their plans, about, you know, the tour, what they're going to do, jumping timelines, that sort of stuff, just kind of figuring things out. And then Max and Rachel uh, end up talking on their own, and Rachel asks about the version of Rachel 
from the original timeline. What's what was she like? What happened? And Max tells her, I actually never met you. You know, you were gone before I ever got there. So you were more of an image to me, you know. I knew I heard about what you were like, that you were um so exciting that you were a presence, that you were these things. But I never met you, you know. Um but what I did know is that Chloe really cared about you. The way she talked about you, the things she said, what she thought. Um, I knew she mattered a lot to you, that you mattered a lot to her. Um, and, yeah, Max, I think, is able to affirm Rachel some in this. Um, and then the issue ends with Tristan back at the beach trying to use his power. But this time it works, and he can see a Chloe on another beach. Um, and... That Chloe, though, can't seemingly see him. Okay, chapter three. Uh, Max, uh, the issue begins with Max having a dream about reuniting with her Chloe. And uh, this dream is pretty nice. Um, I thought that this was pretty good. I think just Max expressing wanting to come back to Chloe, but wanting it to be the right way. And Chloe affirming, you'll get here the right way. Like, I... I know you're going to figure it out, I believe in you, and I care about you, kind of thing. Uh, Max is then woken up in real life by the Chloe she's with now, um, and they talk for a little bit, and then Max gets a text from, Kristen, from Tristan about the progress, and says, oh, um, something's maybe gone on with the time travel stuff, i got to go catch up with him. Tristan then shows Max the Chloe that he sees. And Max tries to go after her, to see her, and is like, that's my Chloe. She recognizes her. Um, meanwhile, Chloe, our Chloe in this world, is at her work and starts to get a headache and is in pain. Um, ultimately, Max stops going for that Chloe, and Tristan's nose is bleeding, and he's, like, sprawled out, really, really tired. Um, we cut back to Chloe back by the shop where she's working and she's uh tired too and has clearly been in pain from the uh timelines getting close to intersecting and it was painful physically um and the issue the big thing the issue really ends with is max realizes that her chloe has been looking for her too so it's not just max wanting to jump back to her timeline but chloe from her timeline is hoping she finds her max all right, chapter four. So first it begins with Max and Tristan game planning as how they could jump through the flicker. Um, how do we do this? What will this look like? And Tristan says, I'm going to come too. Um, you know, you saved me in this world. I, you know, I care about you. I don't really belong in this world anyway. I'll come with you and join a new world. Um, Max is a little uncertain at first, but Tristan's like, come on, all the memories that you learned made in this world, they're real, they matter, right? And Max is like, yeah, of course they do. And Tristan's like, well, if I'm in a different world, that doesn't mean that those won't matter for me, and, you know, maybe that's getting me to the right place. After this, um, Max and Rachel end up talking together, and they get to just affirm that each of them matter to each other, which I, I thought was pretty nice. Um, Rachel is just getting, 
think through Hamlet, uh, so that's the place she's going to be in. And I think through Hamlet, it's kind of made her process through, like, she's not the girl who died. She's the one who lived, that her life isn't a tragedy, that she can afford this life she has, and it's good. Um, so that was good. Max and Chloe then hang out. Uh, they take a selfie, and Max gives it to Chloe. Um, and it's like, hey, you know, you should keep this to remember our times. Uh, after this, Max, Chloe, Rachel, and Tristan go to the beach to try again with the time jump. Um, during it, first Max goes invisible. A little after, Tristan follows through, and they're inside the realities. Um, like they were in, I think, issue four, um, or the last issue of the dark one. Um, and in it, you can see the different realities. Max is looking for them. But in, while they're inside, they start to run um, because it doesn't seem that they're supposed to be here. It seems like Tristan's sort of uh, starting to go invisible a little bit inside there. They find the right, they, they end up finding the right Chloe, though, and Tristan jumps through the timeline and says, I'll see you on the other side. Um, and Max tries to jump after him, but can't get through. Uh, it doesn't work. Uh, meanwhile, in the world Max has been living in, Chloe tackles her physically, um, which brings her out of there. But it seems like it was the right call, because maybe Max would have been stuck uh, like in between the dimensions, um, and so it was good that Chloe here physically brought her back. Um, and... From this, Max thinks that she needs to be in the same physical location to jump to her Chloe. Like, she can't, um, Chloe needs to be in the same house, so to speak, in a different time to be able to cross into that. It can't be, you know, you're in Canada, and I'm in California, and I jump to you. But that we need to be at the same place in Canada. That That's sort of the idea. Um... And Max says that she recognized Chloe, the location that Chloe was at, um, because, and that it was a place that she saw that Chloe was touring with the High Seas now, um, in her own timeline. Her Chloe was in her timeline, traveling with the High Seas. She recognized a beach as one that Chloe, Rachel, and Max in this timeline had gone to last year. Um... And so, Max is thinking, if I go along the tour as well with you, we're going to cross with the high seas, and maybe that's where I'll catch up with Chloe. Meanwhile, in the, uh, I guess, original timeline, the Chloe timeline, um, we see Max's Chloe writing a letter for Max. And it's longer, so I cut off some of the beginning. So here's the excerpt from the letter. It says, After a while, I remembered what you said about the way paths would open and close. How you could find your way back if the light was strong enough. So I stopped mourning you, and I started living for you. I was determined to shine so fucking bright that mine would be the only door you could possibly choose. I'd be your lighthouse. I loved your ghost. I never stopped. I'm still waiting. And uh, after this, 
someone comes up to chat with Chloe and she wins. Alright, so a little bit of general thoughts. Um, first thing is I'm excited to see what's next. Uh, I imagine that Max and Chloe ending up together would end the comic. You know, if they end up together in the right timeline, that the comic would just end or probably end shortly thereafter. Um, so I'm, it has me wondering if they've got an endpoint in mind. Like, there are going to be 20 issues of the Life is Strange comic, and that's it. I, I don't know if that's their, their aim or goal. But that's the only way I can see it end. And I don't know how many realities Max can jump through where it would, like, maintain being interesting. What's the conflict? What's the thing? I mean, I, I guess maybe... Max and Chloe back together could have their own adventures of some sort, but I'm, I'm not sure. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I wish I knew what was kind of going on behind the scenes. That'd be interesting to know. Uh, another comment is, I like Rachel in these comics more than in Before the Storm or almost any fan fiction I've read. I think that this Rachel is really great. I feel like I understand her and can like empathize with her relate with her, engage, like, that sort of stuff. And I like that a lot. Um, I think that that's a, a big plus in this comic for me. Um, and I'm not sure what it is. The only thing I can think of is maybe that Rachel being older and a little more mature is what does it for me. I'm not sure. I think that just, like, the persona of high school Rachel is kind of like, meh, I'm not that into that. Uh, as a person, typically. Um, but maybe I think the maturing of that kind of person is appealing to me. Uh, I'm, I'm not sure. But uh, it's noteworthy nonetheless. So uh, great work to the comic team, I think, making a really good Rachel in this. Um, another thing I was thinking is, uh, depending on the sort of hijinks they go through and uh, trying to jump timelines and stuff, is I would be into seeing other characters from the comic show up uh, along the way. That could be fun. I was thinking, like, seeing Victoria Chase would, of course, be pretty cool, or Warren, um, maybe Steph, um, people like that, Kate. I, I think that there could be a few that could be kind of cool to run into. Um, I don't know if they'll do it, and I, I don't know. I think you would have to land that right. Part of me thinks that maybe in a different timeline those people would be more fun, um, but I'm not sure. But I, I would be kind of into it, though. I think that the concept is cool. That would be interesting to see. And if they can land it well, I think it would be really good. And, oh, I didn't say this um, before, but I really like that quote that I read at the end um, from Max's Chloe the OG Chloe. I really like that quote. I think it's really good. Uh, I think that that's one of those parts that really hit the Life is Strange feel for me. And, uh, yeah, really hit out of the park in a thing like that. I really like that. And the moments in the comic that do feel that way are uh, real great. So, I like that a lot. Um, last thing is, I felt like hopping into the comics after being gone so long was a little weird. Um, I, I mentioned off top, I think the last time I read the comics was 
a year ago, I think, almost, like maybe September 2019. Um, and I think I still prefer doing them in the four-issue arc like this, of just covering it all at once. I think that is better, because I think on the issue-to-issue -issue basis, it is a little harder to pull stuff from it. Um, and it's definitely more enjoyable reading four issues at once as opposed to one at a time. So I think I'd still rather do them like this uh, as all of one arc, but um, I would appreciate any opinions you have about that, though. Do you think one issue at a time is way better and would prefer that? Let me know. I'd like to know that. Um, or if you think that this way is better of four issues at once, just doing an arc each time, that would also be good to know, because um, I definitely want this to be the best way to hear it, um, but yeah, I'm not sure. I don't know exactly what's best, but I'm, I'm leaning towards this. I think this is probably the way to go. It does seem a little easier to manage and give a little more to talk about um, instead of what you know, 20 pages of a comic does. So uh, yeah, that is what I have for general thoughts. I have uh, one piece of listener feedback before we go. Um, it's from uh, Epic Glitter on Twitter, who says that uh, this comic was a shining light in an unrelentingly awful year. I'm grateful beyond words, to be honest. Shared some of my thoughts right after finishing it here. Beyond this, I would also, I also like where Rachel's arc has gone, is going, and is going. Um, so yeah, they shared some great thoughts there. Um, that's great to hear that this comic is a bright spot um, in a tough year. Totally true. This year has been wild, and uh, the things that I've really enjoyed and can hold on to, I've been really thankful for those, for sure. Um, also, they, uh, Epic Litter, they shared uh, a bunch of thoughts. They added a thread to their response of, um, I don't know, maybe eight or so tweets they'd sent out after they first had finished the, these issues, um, and they're good. I read the tweets. They were great. Um, but uh, I figured it would be better for you to just read it straight from them. Um, so I'm going to retweet those tweets uh, after this issue is posted. You should read them. Uh, they're good. A lot of good thoughts there. Um, but, yeah, I guess all in all, though, that's strings um, for this. So uh, thank you for coming to uh, this episode of uh, Greatest Story Ever Played Side Quest. Um, if you have other things that you'd like to hear on this, uh, let me know. You know, if there's comic books or, I don't know, video game related stuff or just movies or, I don't know, something uh, that maybe wouldn't normally cover, it might have a good home here. Could be a good spot for it. And, uh, yeah. So, yeah. Let me know. That'd be great. Um, our, you can get in contact with us a couple ways. Uh, our Twitter is at StoryEverPod. Our website is thegreatestoryeverplayed.com, which has all of our uh, regular video game episodes. Also, um, stuff about um, The Greatest Story Ever Played Side Quest. Um, some list about that. All that's on there. Uh, if you'd like to financially support the podcast, you could do that at patreon.com slash thegreatestoryeverplayed. Um, that would be a big help if you'd like to do that. And, uh, yeah, thanks for hanging out, and uh, see you next time.